And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Hello, friends, and welcome to the first episode of the Mr. Nelson Show. I'm Douglas Nelson, better known as Mr. Nelson, in case you didn't figure that out. Yes, you can find me on Twitter, at Mr. Nelson. That's at M-R-N-A-I-L-S-I-N. Yes, that's right. Nelson is just a play on the name Nelson. Anywho, if anyone has actually listened to this, you know me because I've done artwork and audio bits and a little bit of editing and some other promos and what have you for the Bob Levy show. That's the Reverend Bob Levy. I started out doing the uh, these uh, wrap-up images that were these funny little photoshops and sometimes a few cartoons because I, I do that too. I can draw and all that. And but mostly just the Photoshop pictures, and lately it's developed into this idea I had for a one of those old tabloid magazines. It's no longer in, it ceased publication in the seventies or something like that. But it was called Confidential, and it was all these lurid celebrity tales and what have you. And so I used that as a vehicle to to sort of give up a a, a synopsis to the show. And originally, the images was a complete synopsis of each uh, episode that uh, the Bob Levy show was. Even back when it was originally called Ears Wide Open for some bizarre reason. Uh, anyway, uh, so now it's this uh, Bob Levy show confidential, and it's always this sort of tabloid headline type things that I throw in there that refers to things that happened on the show or what are things that were talked about. And uh, that and that's pretty much where I keep it. Every now and then I'll get bored and I'll go back to the old uh, method, but uh, for the most part, I think I'll just keep it like that because it's it just works so well and it's a lot easier. Because I mean, I mean, doing a whole rundown of the show is seemed a bit tedious and pointless because you're supposed to listen to the show. And I mean, and a lot of the uh, images and the headlines that I throw in there are a bit misleading. It's not quite what was said on the show. It's just done as a as a joke. And so you really need to listen to the show. You can't just get lazy. And wait on Mr. Nelson to give you the cliff notes. No, no, no. You have to, because there will be a test. You have to uh, study up on those shows. Uh, another show, well, thanks to this uh, opportunities from Bob Levy and uh, participating in his show, is uh, I've developed friendships with his co-host, and uh, that's Joe Conti and John Kinsel. And uh, with Joe, he has another show he does called Conti and Kenny with uh, Kenny Michaels. You might know him. He was the legendary amateur baseball player, but his career ended when his car broke down and he missed a game. Uh, now he's some sort of therapist, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. You'll understand if you uh, endeavor to hear the Conti and Kenny program, you'll get to know Kenny Michaels. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I... I would call in a few times and I would do, you know, the silly pictures in their chat room and that sort of thing. And then Joe said, asked me if I uh, would be interested in doing a little bit where I read the news. And I, oh, okay. So I did. And uh, that's worked out. And so usually uh, uh, their podcast show, they have a radio show and a podcast. The radio show has to be, you know, FGC friendly and all that. And I believe that one's like, 
like at two o'clock or something in the morning on Saturdays. I'm like, I'm, I'm really bad. I should know that. But, uh, you know, go to Conti and Kenny show.com. You'll find out. But, uh, the podcast is on, uh, Monday nights and, uh, that's when I'm on their, their second hour. I come in and read the news and late for a while there, we were doing this contest where I would pick some stories from the onion and then two real stories, all four of which were completely ridiculous. And then they had to guess which one was that kind of thing. So, so that was fun. And so I'll keep doing that. So, and then another, the other show that I appear on <laughs> is, uh, the Rob Saul show. And Rob Saul is a, a little munchkin that Bob found. And, uh, he has his own little show that he does, uh, Tuesday nights where he usually, uh, he's interviewing somebody. He's, he's interviewed a couple of celebrities and, uh, people in, you know, acting industry and singers and what have you. And, uh, so that, you know, it's fun. And, uh, I'll call in and visit. Yes. Yeah. It's fun. Um, so that's the extent of, uh, the great uh, Nelson, uh, as far as podcasts and shows go. Um, the only uh, podcast I did on my own was not so much a podcast as it was uh, just a, a uh, an audio drama type thing. You know, in the old days, they had those radio shows, and as a kid, I became obsessed with them. And so then I developed my own, which was uh, a parody of Batman, and I called it Night Night. And uh, so that's all it is. This is about a Usually about a 10-minute episode of just these ridiculous adventures of this idiot superhero that I would do, and I would do all the voices for it and what have you. And I'll be including that in this uh, Mr. Nelson show from now on. Uh, I'll usually end it with one of those. Another little side project I did was, uh, I call it my poor man's Mystery Science Theater 3000 bit, where uh, I'll take these public domain movies that you can find just about anywhere on the internet and record... Uh, my voice over it, you know, just trashing the movie, making fun of it, doing voices of the characters and making them say things they really didn't say, stuff like that. And then I'd put in sound effects and what that to make it more crude and just, you know, just crapping all over a piece of crap. Well, I, with a few exceptions, I did do that to the night of the living dead, which I don't consider a bad movie. It's actually a, a good film, but you know, I just, I couldn't help myself and I did it anyway. And anyway, those films are available uh, at my online store at selfie.com slash Nelson. And uh, those aren't free. You, It's a store. You do have to pay for them. Uh, the, at the most expensive, there's $1.75 for a full movie. And then it's just uh, $0.99 cents for the 30-minute uh, films. Some of which are... The 30-minute films typically are the... Uh, old movie serials they used to do in the in them their olden days where uh you know before television they just had these little 30 minute chapters of uh different you know adventures if cliff uh cliffhanger adventures and that sort of thing and so there's a couple of those and i'll be doing more and flash gordon and there's one for the green hornet and all that kind of crap and uh, a, a lot of uh, spaghetti sci-fi. It turns out in the seventies, you know, because you all, I think most people have heard of the spaghetti westerns. That's where Clint Eastwood kind of made his career after uh, was kind of languishing after his television career, and so he did these uh, westerns, and they, you know, they're pretty good and all that. Well, they tried to do the same thing with sci-fi, and uh, well, those weren't so great. 
Uh, they were trying to cash in on the Star Wars craze at the time, and uh, nah, it didn't work. So I've got a couple of those films, and I've done one, Cosmos, War of the Planets. It's, uh, <laughs> well, you'll see if you want to. And then I'm working on the uh, sequel to that one, so that'll be there too. So, you know, it's good fun. Originally, uh, and it's still there, actually, uh, uh, there's a, a site called rifttracks.com where these guys who did the uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 show, and they're still doing that stuff, and they're doing it with all sorts of movies. Uh, and then they offered a, 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 a portion of their site to the fans. If you if you wanted to do your own, you could. So, you know, oh, yeah, okay. So a lot of those films I put there, but then they overhauled their website recently, and I don't understand it. I can't see what the sales are, so I don't even know if it's if they're selling. <laughs> and I so maybe they'll fix it. I don't know. But then I figured, well, I'll just move it to one of these other sites uh, so I could handle it myself. And a lot of that came out of when I was helping out with the show. Uh, I think it was Conti who was saying, hey, you know, you, if you got anything to sell or whatever, we'll plug that for you. And I hey, you know what? I could do that. So that's and that's what I did. I put it out there and. So there you go. So, but so yeah, there is a page for Nelson. I think it's called Nelson Theater on the iRiffs page at rifttracks.com, and the same films are there. So if you prefer that, go ahead. They show them available for sale, but I, <laughs> I don't know if anyone's buying them there or not because they still haven't haven't fixed the site. So whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I said, my name's Douglas Nelson. I live in Louisiana. I live in Sulphur, Louisiana, which tells you absolutely nothing. So what I usually say is that if you look at the state of Louisiana and you notice how it looks like a boot, well, I'm living in the heel of said boot. So you get a, it should give you an idea of where I, where I reside. And so I live on a cattle ranch and that's basically what I do. I sell cattle. Um, I have two college degrees, one in art, the second one in commercial art, uh, I was a total failure in that. <laughs> I, and I worked at a print shop. I worked at a uh, classified newspaper deal where you make ads for people to sell, whatever, you know. But it's, that, that's all the paper is, is a classified and that sort of thing. Uh, and I, work, of course, I worked at a restaurant. Um, but, you know, nothing spectacular. And farming and rent the cattle was had been always there. Been the main, because that's what my dad did. And that's basically, this is his ranch. And my father passed away. A little over two years ago, so uh, he he was far better at this than I was ever, ever going to be, and uh, I should have listened more. But um, well, so uh, hopefully this will go somewhere, <laughs> but uh, we'll see. So anyway, uh, like I said, for the Conti and Kenny show, I you know I read the news for them and. And I'll go through a bunch of stories, compile them, but I, you know, there's not time to get to all of them, and I'll pick a few here and there. So this one's better than the other one. So there's a couple of them I didn't, I, I never got to, and and it's it's weeks gone by, so they're kind of old. But I thought I would read them for you in this inaugural episode of the Nelson Show. So it's time for the news. Cottage Grove, Minnesota. An intoxicated man in Cottage Grove, Minnesota, was cited for providing a police officer with a false name after claiming his name was... Fuck you. According to a police report, 
Officers were dispatched to a home on the 8300 block of 81st Street around 3.40 a.m. on July 26. On a report that Daniel Danielson, 24, was intoxicated and lying in a random front yard after banging on the front door. Upon arrival, the man was obviously intoxicated as he was slurring his speech. He had bloodshot watery eyes and an odor of alcoholic beverage which was also emitting from him, the report said. Danielson first told the officers his name was Dennis Robin. Then, when an officer asked him what his first name was, he looked up at him and stated, My first name is... Fuck you! Officer spoke to the homeowner, who said, I don't know him, and I've never seen him before, but he was digging my trailer that has trash in it. The police report said the officer then grabbed Danielson to put him in the back of a squat car. At which time, Officer Shaver stated that Daniel had wet shorts as he had urinated in his pants. While en route to Ramsey County Detox, Danielson leaned over to his left as he was talking and vomited on the driver's side of the back seat. Police then chose to bring him to Regions Hospital instead due to his extreme intoxication. The officer then issued Danielson a citation for giving a peace officer a false name. It was given to the hospital staff to put with his belongings. And then there's this. Lizard man emerges from South Carolina's swamp. A woman left a church in Bishopville, South Carolina on Sunday and was understandably startled at the sight of someone or something running in front of some trees. The shock lasted long enough for her to get a grip on her senses, as well as her phone, and snap a picture of what looks like a fast-moving lizard man. To be more precise, it looked like something you might see on the sci-fi channel at 3 a.m. when you see the cheapest in science fiction theater. In a skeptical world where people complain about how supposed photos of Bigfoot or Sasquatch are always blurry, this picture seems to suggest that the lizard-like creatures don't mind having their picture taken. The woman who took the photograph, identified only as Sarah from Sumter, South Carolina, contacted ABC News Channel 4 WCIV-TV in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, about her encounter. My hand to God, I am not making this up. So excited! She wrote to the station, explaining how she and a friend saw the lizard man near the skate or swamp. Nearly 30 years of lizard man sightings have surfaced from the Bishopville skate or swamp area. The first report can be traced to 1988, when a young man stopped his car on a road near the swamp to change a flat tire in the middle of the night, later claiming he'd been chased by the creature. Eyewitnesses have described a seven-foot-tall, human-like being with green, scaly skin, three-toed feet and hands, according to AnimalPlanet.com. The reports also include glowing red eyes, like the ones in the Lizard Man picture from this story. A 2012 episode of the sci-fi series Fact or Fake Paranormal Files focused on South Carolina's Lizard Man legend. The investigative team, led by former FBI agent Ben Hansen, went deep into the forest near Bishopville. 
there was scant evidence out there of his existence, so we found what I call an ethical hoax as kind of a social experiment. Hadson told Huffpo. The whole idea was to see how much buzz we could generate on social media and online just by having a really vague video showing a figure walking through the dark forest. So we worked with a guy who specializes in transforming himself into a lizard man using special effects. He helped us create a lizard man suit, which I wore. Being in South Carolina, one of my biggest concerns was to keep everybody else away from the area, because if hunters saw a lizard man walking through the forest, they wouldn't ask questions before taking me down. This wouldn't be the first time where an individual donned a costume of a mythical creature in an attempt to generate public reaction. Hansen believes the picture taken of an alleged lizard man outside the Bishopville church on Sunday is dubious at best. This is an example of somebody pulling off a hoax by leaving nothing for the imagination, Hansen said. I wouldn't be surprised when we see such blatant hoaxes like this come out that they are direct publicity stunts for tourism. It's like a paparazzi photo of a celebrity walking down the street, yet this looks like Godzilla in a latex suit. So, is Hansen correct? Yes, but, you know, there you go, lizard man. So, if you've got nothing better to do, you can go online and view this photograph. And that's the news for the Mr. Nelson Show. <laughs> and so, with that, we'll take a short break, but don't worry. I'll be right back. This is your ass. This is your ass in prison. Any questions? This has been a public service announcement reminding you that if you do the crime, you will do the time. Hard time. Saturday, September 19th at 8 p.m. See me, the Reverend Bob Levy, Chris Johnson, Michael Briganti at the Comedy Shop at the Best Western Regency House Hotel, Route 23 North, Pumpkin Plains, New Jersey. Go to jjcomedy.com or rebbobblevy.com. September 25 and 26, me, the Reverend Bob Levy, and Louis Twitchell at the Taj Mahal in Atlantic City. RevBobLevy.com for all info. Yeah. A lot of creepy, a lot of good-looking girls in this audience now. I got a fucking log in my underwear. That's right, I have a wooden cock. I was circumcised with a pencil sharpener. Our pal, the late, great Otto Peterson, is no longer with us. But his legacy of laughs lives on at AttoandGeorge.com. There you can order Otto and George's new DVD slash CD in concert. And you can get his new t-shirt. Or anything Otto and George can be found at AttoandGeorge.com. In space, no one can hear. I stand corrected. Hey gang, it's Mr. Nelson again. Hey, you like sci-fi movies and outer space adventures? Well, now you can watch one with me. Our film is called Cosmos, War of the Planets. It was Italy's answer to Star Wars, but for some reason it just didn't catch on. Maybe it was the cheap special effects, or the below soap opera level acting, or maybe it was just the fact that the studio forgot to turn the damn lights on. Anyway, our sci-fi romp stars, John Richardson, who once had a shot at being James Bond, but he lost out to George Lazenby. Richardson just couldn't catch a break. I mean, it's one thing if you lose out to Sean Connery, 
or maybe even Roger Moore. But George Lazenby? <laughs> oh, well. Warning. Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. So what are you waiting for? Head over to Selfie.com slash Nelson. That's S-E-L-L-F-Y dot com slash N-A-I-L-S-I-N. There you'll find all the films that I've graced with my smart-ass commentary. So again, head over to Selfie.com slash Nelson. Busting balls and playing jokes is a standard activity among friends. But what about man's best friend? Well, when it comes to putting one over Fido, you need Kinsel's Canine Jokes and Gags. <laughs> hey, Rex. <laughs> hey, boy. You, you want a dog biscuit? <clears throat> yeah? But too bad. Because I ate them all. Ha ha. <laughs> hey, you've got worms falling out of your ass. <laughs> and now, I just snapped a shot and posted it on Instagram. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> hey, LeBron, <laughs> look, <laughs> I'm peeing on a tree. <laughs> you just peed on. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, hey, Duke. <laughs> Look, I just drew a cartoon of you blowing some dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, hey, Spock. It's me, John. <laughs> Here, I'll turn around so you can sniff my ass. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, when Rover comes over, you can't go wrong with Kinsel's Canine Jokes and Gags. Order your copy today. See? I told you I'd be back. One of the ideas for a uh, a show was to do, uh, of course, my night-night thing, which you'll hear later, uh, was to do this parody of uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not, that sort of thing. And there were other, like, knockoffs of Ripley's Believe It or Not in the old radio days. I think there was one called uh, Incredible But True. And uh, so mine was going to be called Perhaps, But Maybe Not. You know, it's a stupid title. I mean, you're saying the same thing twice. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to do that one. And, uh, you know, that Lizard Man story could have been one of the stories. I should have... Uh, I didn't think of that fast enough. But, uh, and to keep this in the family of the Bob Levy Show Network, uh, I will involve a story concerning our dear friends, Bob Levy, Joe Conti, and John Kinsel. Recently, it was revealed that John Kinsel is suffering from a terrible tragedy that many men face every day. And now it seems to have befallen our good friend, John Kinsel. So, here we go. It's time for... Perhaps. But maybe not. Recently, on an episode of The Bob Levy Show, Reverend Bob Levy revealed a certain sickness that has befallen his good friend, John Kinsel. Back. <laughs> but, but, but you, you, you know, you're starting to lose your hair, you know that. Yeah, who cares? 
Yes, Kinsel bravely shrugged it off and declared he didn't care. However, Joe Conti, lowland gorilla and apparent expert on baldness, disagreed with Bob's conclusion. Mm. Is he? He's got a fucking full head of hair. Uh, no, it, it, it's thinning out and turning gray. A full you're 80 years old. You should be happy. You still, you're just now starting to lose a little hair. So, is Kinsel going bald or not? Joe Conti, as of yet, hasn't provided any credentials for his scientific and medical knowledge. So he can't necessarily just take Joe Conti's word for it, as if he's some sort of expert in what it's like to go bald. But then again. Since Bob Levy, by his own admission, towers over John Kitzel, we can go by his eyewitness testimony that his hair is thinning. And he's got, it's like a bad lawn. You ever see a bad lawn where it has patches? I gotta get a cut. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, like, um, like one of those crop circles and exactly. it's all flapped up like, to the side. Yeah. I mean, like he, you know, he, if, if he was like three inches tall and nobody would know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny, how to cure baldness. <laughs> like wear lifts in your shoes. Yeah, lifts. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, too. so will John Kinsel get lifts? Is it possible his exposure to stink bombs and obsessing over puppets could lead to his hair loss? Can we even really conclude that he is indeed losing his hair? Perhaps, but maybe not. So anyway, I'll close out the show now with my uh, night-night adventure story. Um, since I was a little kid, I made fun of Batman. And me and my brother would record our little stories. And <laughs> we did, I don't know how many of those. And uh, some of the ideas I've been uh, going through and realized uh, <laughs> there's some good stuff here. So I'll rewrite them as this Night Night character because it's uh, against the law for me to use Batman. Because I don't own him. Uh, so, so it's Night Night. Although... Recently, uh, on Twitter, I noticed uh, trending was this publication of a comic book called The Paybacks. Uh, apparently, some sort of deal where uh, some kind of repo men, because superheroes who are in debt for their superhero gadgets don't pay their debts, and these guys come in to collect whatever. Anyway, one of the characters is this Batman knockoff, and what do they call him? Yes, they call him Night Knight. But I've been doing Night Knight long before that. Before I did the audio story, I even published him in my self-published comic book called Wonderware. It's crap, and don't look for it. It's no longer available. The company that printed it went bust. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's gone. But uh, anyway, so uh, I thought, well, I could change him to something else, and maybe I'll have to, but it's just one of those things, like, people, eh, you ripped off this guy, you know, because since it trended on its first issue, I guess it's good. I don't know. I didn't read it, but... You know, next thing you know, the damn thing will be a movie or a TV series, and then there I'll be. I can't have that character anymore. So, who knows? I might change it. I had other backup names that I've used when I thought up this story, and I'll go back to one of those, but you never know. Anyway, uh, oh, yeah, I guess I'll play a little example. I still have tapes of when I was a little kid. And this, this was, I think, was the earliest recording that survived. I guess it probably is the first one. I, I'm not really sure, but that me and my little brother did when we were little. And um, it inspired this uh, first inaugural episode of Night Night. So we'll take a listen to that, and then we'll go into Night Night. Read out of Gotham, please, when you see 
changed a bit, have I? Yes, you could see the raw talent destined to be. Mm, yes. All right, here's Night Night, and the uh, theme song is performed, which it's, I say it in the credits, the ending of the Night Night show, uh, by my cousin Alistair White and his wife Heather. Uh, she sings the 90-90-90 night part in the song. <laughs> And so that's that's what that is. And incidental music is uh, Kevin McLeod. Kevin McLeod, and you can find him online at I believe it's called In Incomputech. Damn it, I should get that. I'll get it in the next one. But uh, Kevin McLeod, you can look him up. Kevin McLeod, royalty free music type thing, and his music's free for anybody to use for your projects. He, all he asks is that you credit him. So. I'm crediting him, and uh, it's an invaluable source. I use his music a lot, even in my uh, my uh, movie parodies at Selfie, and uh, it's it, it's really good. It's good stuff. So um, when you hear incidental music, it's typically his. So there you go. And now here's Night Night. One night in the old abandoned warehouse district lies the secret lair of that coldest of cold-hearted criminals, the Freezer. Soon, Finbar, I shall have my revenge upon my hated foe, Night-Night, when I detonate my liquid nitrogen bombs all over his precious cityopolis. Well, hey, boss, what if we just threaten to freeze the city, and thereby draw Night-Night out so you can uh, get your revenge on him personally, and then we could blackmail the city and get some money on the deal? Don't be an idiot, Finway. Wait. I know. I'll send a threat to the commissioner's office and have him deliver it to Night-Night, thereby drawing him out into my icy trap. And then I'll ransom the city for the money. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a really good idea, boss. Well, yeah, yes, of course. <laughs> yes, soon I shall have my revenge.
the next day at the lavish penthouse apartment home of Lyle Richmond and his half-brother, Dick Sprung, who are secretly those masked marvels, Night-Night and Boobo. Hey, Lyle, just got word of the commissioner. Whoa! Damn it, Dick. Don't sneak up on me like that, you idiot. <laughs> he pooted. <laughs> Shut up, you moron. Uh, what did you say about the commissioner? Oh, yeah. Seems the freezer's back in town. With a new freeze ray, or uh, some kind of ice bomb or something. Is it a freeze ray or an ice bomb? Well, maybe it's an ice bomb and a freeze ray, or an ice bomb or a freeze ray. Ah, shut up, Dick, you babbling idiot. We must race down to the night's lair and shed our everyday disguises to become night-night and... Oh, boy! And soon our masked Avengers are off in their amazing night cruiser on their way to City Hall and the police commissioner's office. Ah, hey, why don't you watch where you're going, freak? Ungrateful bastard. This city doesn't appreciate the sacrifices I've made. Hey, what's the matter with you, Bobo? I got my cape stuck in the door. <laughs> Damn it, Bobo. Can't take you anywhere. Come on, stupid, let's go. He tore it. Greetings, Commissioner. <sighs> Damn it, night, night. How many times have I told you to come in through the back way? I don't want people to see you coming in here. <sighs> I grow weary of this constant, arrogant air of disrespect. How the hell am I supposed to respect a man covered head to toe in pantyhose? <laughs> it's true, night night. Shut <laughs> up, Boobo. You're wearing the same outfit, dumbass. Uh, mine's orange. Alright, shut up. God damn. Well, look, this morning we received a, an email with a video attachment that had a very specific threat for you, night night. Very well. Let's see this threatening threat. Oh, night night. Did you think. The freezer would forget? Did you think the freezer would forgive? No. Unless you agree to meet me tonight at midnight on the corner of Finger and Kane, I will freeze to death a neighborhood of my choosing. Be there or be square. No, wait. Be there if you dare. Then we go with that one. Who cables? That's it, Commissioner. If there's one line that can never be crossed with me, in my personal, or private, or whatever life, it's the desecration of my name, nay, my title of Magnet. I cannot withstand being called Magnet. So does any of that stuff about him freezing to death a bunch of neighborhoods of his choosing, that, that doesn't... Come on, Duvall. Well. No, okay. Good no, night, never mind. We haven't a moment to lose. Oh, boy. See you later, girls. I'll be here. And soon, our masked marvels are off in their amazing night cruiser, zooming through the streets of Cityopolis on their way to Club Night. For you see, Night Night is in reality Lyle Richmond, the owner of an international chain of nightclubs known as Club Night. This particular Club Night is run and managed by Lyle Richmond's personal aide and assistant, Smidley Johnson. Man, why you idiots coming in here through the front door dressed like that? People are gonna put two and two together, you know what I'm saying? Well, Smedley, if the dumpster outside was left in its proper place and not blocking the entrance to the secret entrance to my secret lair, well, then I wouldn't have had to come in through the front door. 
Damn it, why didn't you just go to the entrance of the secret lair under Richmond Tower? Well, because this one was closer, and I, uh... Uh... And I, uh... I need to take a shit. Oh, man! Hey, look, when nature calls, even night night must answer. <laughs> when nature calls, duty calls! <laughs> Shut up, boobo! Oh, man, when is this crazy shit gonna end? I don't want it to ever end! Playing Night Night and Boobo's fun. I thought y'all were gonna be chasing Frosted Snowman or some shit. Nah, it's the freezer. He's calling us out for a duel. What do you mean? Well, it's getting close to midnight and we're supposed to meet up with him so he can have his final revenge, but Night Night's gonna whoop his ass. What is this supposed to happen? I don't know, some road, cane and finger or something? <laughs> finger. Wait, corner of cane and finger? Well, yeah. Well, shit, that's the address of Club Night. Don't go in there. Whoa, what the hell? Citizens of Cineopolis and patrons of Club Night, remain in your seats and do not interfere. This is a personal matter between me and Night Night. Freezer. How in the world were you able to track me down here? Your night cruiser was parked out in the parking lot. In a handicapped spot, I might add. Hey, wait a minute. We need a do-over. I mean, Night-Night was stuck in the bathroom. Shut up, boo Time's up, Night-Night. Now you are in the crosshairs of my freeze ray. Yeah, I was right the first time. It's a freeze ray. That's hey, boss, we better hurry this up. The cops will come. Prepare for the icy grip. Of death, Night-Night. But Night-Night is like a savage animal when cornered. He panics and grabs for his most deadly weapon, the Night Grenade, and tosses it. And as luck would have it, it lands right in the barrel of Freezer's Freeze Ray Gun. What? Oh, no. The resulting explosion of Night-Night's grenade ignites the strange freezing properties of the Freezer's miraculous freeze gun, and it backfires, encasing him, his partner Finway, and, unexpectedly, Bubo, in solid blocks of ice. Oh man, the club's gonna be closed for weeks, look at all this damage. Ah shit man, you weren't supposed to bring this shit here. Don't ruin my victory, Smedley, after all, it's my club. Once again, the Night Night reigns supreme. Better call up the cops and have them put Freezer back on ice. <laughs> oh. What about Boobo? Look, he's stuck in ice too. Shit. Well, Smedley better close up early and break out the blow dryers. We've got a lot of thawing out to do. And thus ends another amazing adventure of Night Night. Tune in next time for another exciting episode. Same Night Night MP3, same Night Night Podcast. This has been a Nail Sin production. The Night Night theme song is performed by Alistair White and his lovely wife, Heather. Incidental music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. 
All characters are performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Join us again, won't you? Oh, wowie kazowie, was that fun. <laughs> yeah, for more goodies like this and some time with me, <laughs> yes, join me next Saturday for another episode of The Mr. Nelson Show. Good night, everybody. <laughs>